Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to Sunday School Bonanza, where we get you ready for gospel doctrine in a succinct and useful way. I'm joined this week by none other than Patricia Oxier. It's so nice to have you again here, Patricia. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are. Well, you're, you're welcome. It's great to have you here. You, of course, are the lone female voice on this production, so I think that you are of special use to our listeners who get tired of egotistical men rambling away on and on. So it's very nice to have you here. This week's lesson, lesson number 15, it's called Seek Ye Earnestly the Best Gifts. So uh, I'm just going to start with the attention activity, which is all right. So the cl- that your teacher might say um, to, to imagine, tell you to imagine that you're planting a garden and then the, ask you, what seeds would you plant in your garden? I can name them. I would plant cilantro and basil and arugula and maybe some pretty flowers or I don't know else. Right? Who knows? That, that's not relevant, really. Point is, think about it. What would you plant? What would you uh, want to grow? Then what would you have to do to have your successful garden, of course? Nurture it. Oh, go ahead. Yes. No, I was just going to say the point of the the garden analogy is that... I was going to get there, but yes, go oh, ahead. Okay. No, 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 you're fine. Well, I did skip um, over it. you did skip over it. The point, the point of the garden analogy is to point out that um, while if you just have all of the same crop, then uh, your garden won't be, won't have the variety that it needs to sustain, um, no. sustain your needs. So if you have all these different kinds of crops... Um, then, then you'll have a better and more fulfilling garden. Yeah, and also, of course, that all gardens will be different no matter what. Even if what I regard as useful in my garden will be uh, you know, a great assortment of crops, of things, and someone else's could be completely different, but they're all beautiful, they're all useful, they're all different. And so the same idea is to talk about the gifts of the Spirit, that many of us receive different gifts. Gifts, they are all useful in various ways, and, uh, but, but they're unique to us in many ways. And God has given us all various gifts. Uh, it's an interesting thing to talk about when we discuss the gifts of the Spirit, what they are, what they actually mean, how they benefit us, uh, and how God has blessed all of us. One of the great places to find the list of the gifts of the Spirit, Doctrine and Covenants 46. A lot of good stuff here. And so we're going to read through a couple of these, some of these gifts that are discussed in this section. And just so you know, this was a revelation given to Joseph Smith uh, in Kirtland, Ohio on March 8, 1831. Um, in this early time of the church, a unified pattern for the conducting of church services had not yet developed. Interesting. And ha- also a custom of admitting only members and earnest investigators to sacrament meetings and other assemblies of the church had become somewhat general. So this revelation expresses the will of the Lord relative to conducting meetings and discerning the spirit about how to do things. So I know that was a lengthy explanation, but that's why this actually happened. Uh, So the first one, verse 13 says, To some it is given by the Holy Ghost to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he was crucified for the sins of the world. That's a good gift. Yeah, and I think um, sometimes we um, skip over the next verse, which is the spiritual gift of believing in the testimony um, of other people's. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is important, especially for people who are young in the gospel or who are struggling. Sometimes they dismiss that as maybe not having a strong enough testimony, whereas that in itself is a gift of the Spirit. And and I would say not only that, while we aspire to, of course, have our own surefire testimonies, how great is the faith and the desire of those who perhaps struggle to feel firmly on their own that they know things, but still believe on the faith of others, some throughout their entire lives. And I think that could even be more of a chore. If I never experienced a sure witness of the truthfulness of the gospel, but I cared about it enough and believed in it enough to trust other people, 
I think that's more of an, an uphill battle, more of a very deliberate uh, engagement of discipleship, if you will. So that's, and and Elder, Elder Holland addressed this very, very issue in the last general conference yeah, about with this talk yeah. um, about belief. And um, so I, I think that's a beautiful point. That's a great point. Um, number 15 is interesting. People talk about this sometimes. It says, again, and to some it is given by the Holy Ghost to know the differences of administration. Uh, Elder McConkie talked about this, said that it was basically used in administering and regulating the church. So it might not apply to everyone right off the bat, but I could understand there needing to be a spiritual gift to fully understand how to govern and administer the church when you're, when that's uh, your capacity. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's a very, um, important thing that we have in the church growing up, having leadership responsibilities, learning to lead meetings and classes. Um, sometimes we've, since it's such a mundane task, we forget that it really is a gift and once we get to be, you know, young adults and onward, we realize that other people haven't had those opportunities yeah. and it really is a blessing. Yeah, for sure. So the the next ones, we have discernment to know the diversities of operations and whether they be of God, um, a gift of wisdom and knowledge, faith to be healed, faith to heal, and the working of miracles, which I think those three um, really fit together. Absolutely. Uh, and after that, of course, in verse 22, uh, great ones, the gift of prophecy, 23, the discerning of spirits. Uh, in 24, we talk of, about uh, the gift of speaking with tongues. And 25 is the gift of the interpretation of tongues. I've often wondered that, because some people, you know, what's the difference between any of these these gifts related to languages? What is a gift and what is simply studying a language and learning it? I think that there is a, probably a nice blurry line between some of that in many ways. I, I've known people who have a much greater facility to learn a language, to interpret that language and understand it. I personally have never witnessed someone just overcome with the spirit, just speaking in tongues, for example. But we also have heard many stories when that has indeed happened. And that is a gift of the spirit. Yeah. And I think an important point um, that the lesson brings up in uh, verse 8 and verse 11, um, that it says that we should strive to seek these gifts. And that every one of these gifts to every faithful member of the church who has received the the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um so everyone, whether they're young in the gospel or w- whether you've been a member of the church for a long time, you have the blessing to have any one of these gifts. And um, I think that's that's a really beautiful blessing. And perhaps all too often we overlook the fact that the gift of the Holy Ghost is also just that. It doesn't necessarily come in the same way as other spiritual gifts, but it is a gift. And that's why all of us are entitled to that. So, And... um. So with the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues, I think um, often in the church we stress that we're given these gifts not to just um, show off, but we're really given these gifts and all spiritual gifts really to to bless (laughs) and benefit God's children. Yeah, I think the gifts would be taken away from us if we're just using them to show off to showboat if we, yeah, so... Um, So the the next section of the lesson focuses on um, how God gives the gifts of the spirit for the benefit of his children. And one of the main points is to strengthen and bless us individually. Um, and uh, Elder Dallin H. Oaks taught that the gifts of the spirit can lead us to God. They can shield us from the power of the adversary. They can compensate for for our inadequacies and repair our imperfections. And of course, we don't have to have strengths in all things. Um, but the things no. that we are strong in can really um, help compensate for other areas in which we maybe um, lack. Um, And then another one, of course, is that they do help us to serve others, as it talks about in in section 46, uh, verses 11 through 12. 
and 26. And there's a great story here from Orson Pratt. I, I really like the lessons we learned from this. Yeah, it's really beautiful. He's talking, um, he's telling a story in which he, he and his family, his parents and his um, sister were getting ready for Christmas dinner. And as his sister was doing something she knocked one of the plates the the china pieces over and it crashed and she was trying to put the pieces together and the um his mother leaves the room for a minute and comes back and um and this was prized china this came from like their grandparents as a special occasion thing big deal and the the sister just starts to cry and um then she begins to sobs and then um, her mother said, that's all right, honey. People are more important than things. And later on, um, his mother told him that she had gone into the other room um, to seek for inspiration about how to comfort his sister. And she says, yeah, he says, the gift of spiritual perspective given to my mother that Christmas day um, became the most priceless gift our family received. And I think the point of the story is to um, seek spiritual gifts so that you can know how to best assist someone in that moment. Um, and the, his mother really showed how she was able to, to have a gift um, of patience and yeah. of long suffering and uh, knowing how to succor his sister. Yeah. And that's a huge lesson in discipleship in general that we during crazy moments like this, when the first thing to think of is, you know, the gut reaction is, oh my gosh, look what you did to my thing that I value so much. Uh, when instead, I would love to be in a place where my initial reaction would right. be, wait a minute, what can I do to manage this this experience and what's happening right now in a positive way for the person who committed the error, which I think is really fascinating. We have a lot to learn from that. That's exactly what the Savior would do. He would not be quick to condemn. He would be quick to think about how to help somebody through an experience like that. Uh, and other parts in the section, real quick, they uh, also talks about, of course, how helping to avoid us from being deceived, which I think is interesting. I mean, how can gifts of the Spirit, you know, prevent us from from being deceived? I guess it's something worth thinking about. And of course, there's a gift, I, I assume, to not be deceived, but uh, they're extremely useful because we can pray about these things. The Spirit can guide us in countless ways to understand what is the will of God, which is one of the gifts discussed, and what is not. And uh, that there's a lot of mastery, I think, uh, in cultivating that gift and in, in perfecting it. And in fact, it teaches us um, in 46.8, it says to, uh, wherefore, beware lest ye are deceived and that ye may not be deceived. Seek earnestly the best gifts, always remembering for what they are given. So it, 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 it's important. Um, the formula for not being deceived is seeking earnestly the best gifts and then always remembering why they're given. And um, that is like we talked about to um, to bless both yourself and others around you. Yeah. And so, lastly, as we wrap up, it's interesting. the The prophet Joseph taught uh, that many gifts. I'm saying that all weird now. Ever since I made fun of, <laughs> earlier, I made fun of Patricia for not pronouncing a T, and now it's coming back to get me. Anyway, um, that that many gifts, such as wisdom of the or the gift to heal, are not evident until they are needed. And Joseph Smith actually said that quote It would require time and circumstances to call these gifts into operation. I think that's very interesting. That it requires us to cultivate these things. And all too often, what's really required of us in uh, in working in the kingdom is to be worthy and ready to capitalize on these opportunities to improve our gifts or to utilize our gifts for the blessing of others. And if we're not in a place to do it, just like anything else, we're not going to have the opportunity. Also, often as priesthood bearers, I feel that we talk about this especially with regard to blessings, for example. 
uh, as far as being ready, being worthy. But this really applies to all members of the church who are promised gifts of the Spirit and that we can make them more potent in everything that we do if we seek after them diligently and if we live in such a way as to be worthy of their companionship and of their use. So, yeah. What, what else can we do to seek gifts of the Spirit? I mean, there's some things listed in the lesson. I don't know if you have any thoughts, Patricia. Anything? Well, I think one important one that they stress in the supplemental supplement, supplemental we material are <laughs> is um, that you also recognize the gifts that you do have. Um, uh, Bruce R. McConkie uh, stressed that the, the gifts that are specifically mentioned here um, is not exhaustive, that there are other gifts. And there's the... Um, there's the quote um, that Marvin J. Ashton shares um, that that asks us to pay attention to the less conspicuous gifts, including the gift of asking, the gift of listening, the gift of hearing and of using a still small voice, the gift of avoiding contention, the gift of being agreeable, the gift of seeking that which is righteous. Um, and he goes on to have some of these gifts that you wouldn't necessarily um, associate with gifts of the spirit, but they really are blessings from God and uh, we should recognize them as such and then um, seek to use them for the benefit yeah. of others. And building on seeking, I guess, in closing, a great quote from President George Q. Cannon. I love this. He says, if any of us are imperfect, it is our duty to pray for the gift that will make us perfect. Have I imperfections? I am full of them. What is my duty? To pray to God to give me the gifts that will correct these imperfections. If I'm an angry man, it is my duty to pray for charity, which suffereth long and is kind. Am, am I an envious man? It is my duty to seek for charity, which envieth not. So with all the gifts of the gospel, they are intended for this purpose. No man ought to say, oh, I cannot help it. It is my nature. He is not justified in it for the reason that God has promised to give strength to correct these things and to give gifts that will eradicate them. So I think it's a pretty strong charge, near borderline almost condemning us if we fail to seek the gifts that will help us to overcome our natural weakness in our states. So I like gifts of the spirit. I think it's cool. And I'm, it's, I'm for them. I think we can all agree that we are pro-gifts. But I think it's almost one of those niche areas that we don't talk about a ton on the gospel. And I'm glad we have a lesson dedicated to it. I think it's a good thing to discuss. Uh, of course, find us, please, at thisweekinmormons.com. And shoot us an email, contact at thisweekinmormons.com. Let us know how we're doing. Find us on the old Facebook at This Week in Mormons and at The Real Twim on Twitter. And, of course, if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe in iTunes. Love to have you do that. Patricia, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You're a rock star. We love having you. And hope, folks, we hope you enjoyed Lesson 15. Seek ye earnestly the best gifts. Brought to you by the Sunday School Bonanza sub-production of those of us at This Week in Mormons. And we hope you have a great Sunday and uh, that this has been of use to you. Have a great time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.